the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Public health experts say the U.S. may not be experiencing a second wave of coronavirus cases because the first wave isn't over yet. Scientists generally agree the nation is still in its first wave of coronavirus infections. Also on SRNews.com, police say a deadly stabbing rampage in Britain is being considered a terrorist attack. A 25-year-old man believed to be the lone attacker is in custody. Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police John Campbell spoke with the reporters today. Tragically, three people have died and others were injured in this attack. Lives have been devastated and at this time the thoughts of all my officers and staff at Thames Valley Police are with those who have been affected in this tragic incident. And three men have been arrested in California in connection with the vandalism of a Black Lives Matter sign. This is SRN News. This Father's Day may look a bit different. Hey, yeah, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you, but the video is pretty blurry. <laughs> yeah, you're holding the phone upside down, too. Whether you connect with a phone call, video chat, talk in person, a card in the mail, or handmade parchment sent via carrier pigeon... We hope this Father's Day is an especially memorable one. Happy Father's Day from AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Our half-off home makeover is here, and we're going to highlight Minnesota Eco Builders. Rust-free hardware, fade-resistant fabric, motorized, and remote control. Does it really get any better than this? Enjoy supreme comfort outdoors without the sunburn with this 12-foot motorized retractable awning at 50% off. These deals end soon, and you can learn more at am1280thepatriot.com. Just past 2 o'clock, Father's Day Sunday, forecast for today, chance of thunderstorms, high of 85. And we've got Hour 2, Brad Carlson Show of the Narn starting right now. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And Florida Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast, we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to uh, follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and uh, give us a like if you haven't done so already. I typically like to post uh, preview videos, kind of do some previews, kind of uh, kind of get in the gear of doing a show, so to speak, and then uh, 
you know, talk about the topics, preview the topics that we have uh, coming on. I uh, talked a lot of national news in the first hour. And in case you hadn't heard, there was a special session that was called by Governor Tim Walls uh, last weekend. And it began, gosh, I want to say probably on the 13th, 12th, something like that. And uh, essentially it was uh, the Minnesota Senate adjourned on early Saturday morning and essentially any of the big items that they were called back for to address, none of them uh, were addressed. It was called a train wreck by uh, some. I'll read from Dave Oreck's piece at the St. Paul Pioneer Press. No police reforms in the wake of George Floyd's killing that rocketed racial tensions to the fore of society. No aid for businesses and neighborhoods damaged by the civil unrest that followed, briefly shocking entire neighborhoods into lawlessness. No payout of already banked federal funds for the coronavirus pandemic that has cast a pall over the world for months. No public works and infrastructure spending plan that has been two years in the making and is generally seen as a smart move during an economic recession. None of it. Minnesota lawmakers from both parties and Governor Tim Walz couldn't agree. The House is controlled by Democrats, the Senate by Republicans, Walls is a Democrat. The failure, called a train wreck by a bipartisan advocacy group, became apparent when the Republican-controlled Senate adjourned sometime around 6 a.m. Saturday after a week-long special session culminated with an all-night scramble that showed progress at times but ultimately failed. The action played out in the odd new reality of the state capitol. Lawmakers, staff, and media were allowed inside the stately building, which remains fenced off, and during Friday and into the evening featured demonstrations outside calling for racial justice on the African-American holiday of Juneteenth. No grassroots activists or well-connected lobbyists were allowed inside, but they were watching and taking note. Well, first of all, let me let me address a couple of things. First, uh, the police reforms, uh, that's something that had to be that had to get done particularly at the state level, because people talk about the police department and they say, well, you know, there's there's a few bad apples. Most police officers are hardworking, dedicated public servants. And that may or may not be true. I'll grant you that it's true. But in order to get rid of the bad apples, uh, the city doesn't have any jurisdiction to draft legislation in order for them to go in and you know, get rid of these so-called bad apples. The reforms have to take place at the state level. And given what we witnessed with the four police officers that were fired in the aftermath of the George Floyd killing and then all have had some charges levied against him for his, for his death, that, that had to happen. And it didn't. And how you can't agree on base, just basic reforms um, is stunning. And again, you know, there were basic frameworks of agreements that were made by the leaders. This is kind of how it's been going. Uh, the past six years, so, uh, well, Representative Jim Nash, friend of the show, he's a state representative out of the uh, Carver County area. You know, he said this is his sixth uh, legislative session as a state legislator. And five of the six, there had to be a special session. So I think we need to cease calling it a special session because it's not very rare anymore. That's kind of the... The sad thing. So uh, there's also an indication they talk about no aid for businesses and uh, neighborhoods damaged by the civil unrest that followed. 
briefly shocking entire neighborhoods and lawlessness. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the bottom line is, is that I think people are getting kind of tired of, of just the governor, the House Speaker, and the Senate Majority Leader always making these agreements. And a lot of the legislators feel left out. They say, well, we, we aren't getting an opportunity to even debate these provisions. And compounding that issue is what many constituents look at as a lack of transparency. Because given the, the, the global pandemic, people can't go to the Capitol and sit in on committee hearings. And all too often, you know, they're done over, over Zoom meetings. And, and obviously technology occasionally does what it does. You may not get everything you need. So there's a concern of a, of a lack of, of transparency. And obviously it's kind of, a, uh, kind of an odd scene to see the Capitol fenced off where the public can't go into their house. So, um, I'll, I'll, and another thing that is really kind of rankling is the utter lawlessness that took place in Minneapolis where city officials, it has been, has been leaked out, told police in the third precinct to stand down. They were told to abandon the precinct, go to another precinct because we have a tip that it's going to be under siege and we don't want you anywhere near there and just basically stand down. And the worst of the riots took place on that, uh, you know, at, at George Floyd was obviously killed on a Monday, Memorial Day, and then the following Thursday and Friday was the worst of them. And it's because police were told to stand down and businesses and neighborhoods were damaged. So because city officials told police to stand down, allowed carte blanche for these rioters and looters to do anything they want, and now it's got to be picked up by the rest of the state? The burden falls on the rest of the state? I mean, I get it. The city has to rebuild. It's, a, it's definitely a vital part of, of the state of Minnesota. I get all that. But it, it just seemed incredibly unjust. But what I don't understand is this last couple of items. There are already banked federal funds for the coronavirus pandemic. How you can't just draft standalone legislation just to be able to dole those out. Money that's already there earmarked for this pandemic, the economic hardships that have, been, that have ensued because of that. I, I'll, I'll never understand that. And the Public Works and Infrastructure Plan, there have been bonding bills in 2016 and 2018 ready to go to address transportation infrastructure issues. And the one was scuttled in 2016 because in the, at the 11th hours, then the de- uh, Democrat majority in the Senate wanted light rail funding attached to it, essentially killing the whole bill. And then two years ago, Governor Dayton as petulant as he was because he didn't uh he was facing an all republican legislature didn't sign that one so now republicans a lot of house republicans were saying we're not going to put up the necessary because you need 60 percent of members in order to pass a bonding bill and house republicans are saying as long as governor walls is continuing to maintain his peacetime emergency powers and not consult anybody in the legislature on how to move forward we're not putting up the members for bonding bill. It sounds like the Senate was willing to do so. Okay. But you still needed, I think it was eight Republicans in the house, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they were standing pretty firm on that. So just, uh, yeah, just, train wreck is, is, is pretty apt, I'd say. And the problem is this is an election year. And I said this, you know, at the beginning of the session in January, before coronavirus was even on the map, and obviously before any of the civil unrest took place, 
I said pretty much all of these legislators are going to kind of, you know, kind of be walking on eggshells. Nobody really wants to take a stand on anything because nobody wants a soundbite for an election year because all 201 legislators are going to be up for election in November. And none of them really wants to give their opponents a veritable chanting point. And so they were already hesitant to really do much of anything. Yeah, you may get a bonding bill for some of these critical infrastructure projects, but that was about it. But then COVID hit, and then all the civil unrest hit, and economic damage that has resulted from both of those particular incidents has really uh, wreaked havoc. And I'm, I'm hoping that leaders can get together again this week and do some counterproposals. But the problem is the Democrats know that they only need to flip two Senate seats to have complete control of state government because Governor Walls is not up for re-election and the Democrats have a big enough majority in the House where I don't see the Republicans turning that around. So therefore, Democrats are saying, well, we only need to flip two seats and voila, we've got, well, boy, we're going to have a buffet in the 2021 session, uh, uh, even a bigger bloated budget than we normally do when Democrats have complete control, plus gun control and all of these other buffet items. And the Republicans will be powerless to stop it. And so they can feign outrage all they want right now. But let's be honest, the Democrats have more an incentive to do nothing uh, than do the Republicans. Uh, we do have a, a couple of callers on the line want to weigh in. Bob from Minneapolis is on first. Bob, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, well, you were talking about sports, and I was just wondering uh, you know, what your general feelings were about Kelvin Griffith's statue being removed. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the guy. You know, in fact, uh, I would have joined in hanging him in effigy when he fired Billy Martin back in 69. <laughs> okay. And, but, uh, you know, and even, and it, it seems like kind of common knowledge, you know, about what he did when he was drunk in Wasika. But was I'm he just drunk? Has that been verified? Like I don't know. I just heard what he said in Wasika. Okay. No, well, but, you know, thanks for the I, I'm, yeah. Thanks I'm for the call, Bob. We we do we only had a couple minutes. Let me let me I guess get to that. Uh, I had no problem with the twins removing the statue because what Calvin Griffith said I think betrayed his true feelings and that he's always uh, he didn't have much of a filter from those who have covered him for decades. But look, society has evolved. You know, people say, well, he was he was a man of his time. This is what he was saying back in his time. Well, I, I get all that, but that's not acceptable in in today's society. And we can argue whether that's the standard that we should hold everything to. But what can't be argued is the twins removing the statue. At least it wasn't done by a bunch of vandals who were triggered by things he said. The twins fully acknowledged, look, when we put the statue up in 2010 at the opening of Target Field, we, to our detriment, were not aware of the comments that were made. Once they became public, we realized how problematic they were, and we want Target Field to be a welcoming place to people of all, all races, and with that statue there, that, that could be problematic. So we're choosing to take it down. You can argue whether that was a right move or not, but what you can argue is the organization has every right uh, to do so and how to handle their public relations. So I appreciate the call, Bob. Thanks so much. Uh, Matthew from New Hope is online. Hey, Matthew, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to just comment on the, the Colin Kaepernick thing you were talking about. So I kind of, you know, I think I have a similar viewpoint with a lot of you know conservative folks, which is I want the best, right? I want the best of whatever it is. If that's Michael Sam and he's gay, so be it. 
if that's Colin Kaepernick and he's got some some opinions, you know, of something, so be it. Sure. But I also know too that, and everybody knows this as well, is that these NFL teams, they're businesses. They're going to do what's good for their business, and if that's I hiring so. the best, they'll, yep, yeah, they'll do that. And if if that's hiring somebody that's going to uh, create a lot of distraction for the team, they're probably not going to do that. And even in in this day and age, and I I really caution folks these these uh, players, and you know we all know this is coming. On you know if we even get sports back this year. Um, and if we get to go to football games, they start going on their knee. Those stadiums are going to empty out just like they were before. And it just, it's just going to be a travesty. And I think that, you know, to your point, give him a give him a workout. Well, I don't know how many people remember of the joke of a workout that he had last year at the Atlanta Falcons training facility. Right. He, they, he set up this big this big media thing. It was talked about for a week. At the last minute, they changed the time and location. And it was just, it seemed like it was just a publicity stunt. So people are trying to take him seriously, but, you know, he's not taking it seriously, in my opinion, but. Yeah, appreciate the comment, Matthew. Thanks so much. Yeah, my thing has always been, why has he not at least got a workout? I mean, if nothing else, you know, teams, they don't like to be labeled as, you know, and some label them as intolerant or or bigots or what have you. They, They can at least have done their due diligence and say, okay, he wasn't that great his last couple, three years in the NFL. Let's see what he can do now. And they could say, well, we did our due diligence. We don't think that he, his workout was good enough to, to make this team. But he's never even gotten a workout. And a and, uh, friend of the show, Wild Wilson, he's, he's saying, uh, didn't Kaepernick get a tryout last year? Yeah, the NFL arranged a, a tryout to where he, as many teams that wanted to show up could. And then Kaepernick kind of changed it on his own. He says, well, no, I want to do this on my own terms. And as Matthew alluded to, I think he took it to the – to a facility in Atlanta because you know he didn't like the way the NFL set it up, so he wanted to do it on his own, whatever. And uh, yeah, he sounded last year like he still wanted to play, still wanted an opportunity. So if he and if and if that's the case, good on him. I mean, I think he's made more money the last few years not playing football, and in addition, he hasn't been subjected to some of those violent hits that quarterbacks have a tendency to take. So his physical health has to be a lot better off uh, as well. But Again, if he still has a desire to play, I don't know why you don't give him a workout. So, uh, all good thoughts, uh, folks. Appreciate it very much. Uh, let's take a break. 651-289-4488. You're also available, uh, we're also uh, available to take tweets via Twitter, of course. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school. High School Sports. 
games are being played this weekend at a Minnesota high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Millions plan for retirement online, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Get a $3,047 fully motorized retractable deck awning for just $1,523 now through this special offer from Minnesota Eco Builders and this station. There's just one half-price awning available. Go to this station's website, click on the half-off home makeover, or call the station now. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. On June 19th comes a brand new film, Selfie Dad, available at SalemNow.com. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis. But when he's confronted with the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce. Selfie Dad at SalemNow.com. Promo code Minneapolis. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this particular date, June twenty first, I have had this circled on my calendar, or at least blocked out since about eh, January, February time frame, because I, I remember thinking, oh, I have got to be sure to block out some time for the brand new Miss Minnesota when she is crowned on Saturday night, Jan- uh, June 20th. Yeah, something called uh, COVID-19 kind of uh, threw the proverbial monkey wrench into those plans. So in the immortal words of uh, the uh, great rock and roll band, The Who, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, Miss Minnesota 2019 is also Miss Minnesota 2020. She is Catherine Kipper. She joined us last year at this time, uh, the day out, or the morning after she was uh, crowned Miss Minnesota, and uh, she's got one year in the books, and she's got one year to go. So we're here to reflect upon the previous year and talk about the year ahead with the aforementioned Miss Minnesota Catherine Kippers. Uh, Catherine, how are you today, young lady? Hi, Brad. I'm well. How are you, sir? I am doing better than I deserve. I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, are you on a lake somewhere? Do we know? Yes, I am on a lake somewhere. I'm, I'm uh, hanging out with my father and my family today, so I've been very fortunate to spend some much-needed father-daughter time after the hectic last year that I've had. I just say, and yeah, be, and be sure to, you know, Joe and I, we're good buddies, we're tight. Uh, be sure and wish him a happy Father's Day on my behalf uh, when we're done with this conversation. We please, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. He's, uh, he's one of the good will. ones, that's for sure. So glad you're getting the opportunity yes, to spend we're, time we're with We're lucky him. to have him. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, well, Catherine, I guess for people who may not know, I guess we'll kind of break it down a little bit. Uh, 
obviously all of the state competitions within the Miss America system, as well as the Miss America competition itself, succumbing to COVID-19, which means all of you state title holders, if you so desired, got the opportunity to come back for another year. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh, I guess let's kind of reflect on your past year a little bit, which in and of itself was pretty interesting. You hit the ground running with several appearances the first month or two, and then had to kind of take a a hiatus due to... uh, Due to getting stricken with mono, it just was downhill from there, Catherine Kipper. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. This has been an interesting year to be Miss Minnesota, that is for sure. Between mono, a pandemic, and everything else going on in the universe right now, it's been quite the year to represent this organization, but I don't think I'd have it any other way. Now, you uh, did get the opportunity. Thankfully, you healed up well enough by the time uh, December of 2019 rolled around, and you got to... Mm-hmm. Uh, attend the festivities at the uh, Miss America pageant. It was or Miss America competition <coughs> scholarship program. I got to get my verbiage right, Catherine. I'm working <laughs> on it. I promise. You'll get there. You'll get there. I wasn't going to correct you, but you corrected yourself. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I'll, I will get there. But it, it took uh, place uh, someplace uh, in Connecticut. Uh, obviously, 2018 Miss America competition was the uh, was the first kind of under the Miss America 2.0, and it kind of evolved a little bit in your year. Uh, Mm-hmm. There wasn't. Uh, there was a lot of opinions surrounding this particular competition. Obviously, it was a second year without swimsuit, but I think the thing that really took a lot of people aback is there wasn't as much talent on display as we had seen mm-hmm. in previous years. Was that a big regret that a, a lot of the uh, participants had, Catherine? You know, I think. Every one of us that got to perform talent on the Miss America stage during prelims was grateful for that opportunity. And so talent was still part of the competition. But in regard to the live broadcast, I know that the national board really wanted to focus on what Miss America actually does day in, day out in her job. And that is speak and communicate either through social media or platforms like what you're having me on right now. And I think that while I think maybe the audiences wish for a little bit more talent, we were certainly proud that we could use our voices uh, on that national stage. And I think, I don't know if Miss America will add more talent. I think it'd be fun if they did have a little bit more. But I was really excited to see some of my sisters up there just speaking their hearts out uh, on national TV. Yeah, and one of the uh, one of the interesting formats is you had, uh, you know, when it got down, I think the final couple of contestants, they would each get an opportunity to answer a question. And I almost feel like, you know, I think that night there was one of the presidential debates that was taking place. I'm like, am I watching the presidential debate? Because all of a sudden they say, okay, do you agree, disagree with this particular, that? It, it just seemed very <laughs> <No>. <laughs> awkward and uneven, Catherine. <laughs> it, it, you know, honestly, it felt a little bit awkward uh, from our standpoint. I remember a lot of us got the opportunity to practice that in rehearsals and practice that final debate. And I was not one girl, girl that got to practice doing the final debate portion. And I was a little bit grateful for that because I... I didn't really want to debate with one of my sisters, but I also didn't know, I mean, what happens if I agree with her? Uh, But I think what I loved about it was that I think Camille and Victoria handled themselves so beautifully on that stage. It was a little bit awkward for everybody because it was a new phase of competition, but I was just so joyful to see how they handled themselves. Now, this is just my personal perspective. You can decide whether you want to affirm it, deny it, or just ignore it altogether. (laughs) I, I just, I didn't understand why they had these judges getting so much screen time. They play an important role, there's no doubt about it. They get to yeah. select the next Miss America, but they, they just got way too much screen time. I mean, that that was one observation yeah. I had. That And again, I know it's still an evolving process. Things will change. They'll take their feedback. But I don't know. I, that was too much for me, Catherine. I would agree with you in that regard, especially as someone who is so excited to see my friends literally on national TV, all the women that I've met through the organization, the state title holders. Uh, I wanted to see more of them and, and see their interactions. Uh, and I can promise this, Brad, we will not be having that many judge interactions at our state pageant. So when we do have Miss Minnesota, you can be assured that you will get plenty of 
time listening to the women speaking on stage. And well, that is, that is indeed good well. news. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Well, obviously, Catherine, as, as you know, 2019 got into 2020, you know, we... Like you know, like I've said many times before, we always want Minnesota to emerge victorious in the dream of winning Miss America. But when you didn't, it was more than a serendipity that we were coming back home to Minnesota to us. Uh, but then a couple of months in, or a few months into 2020, obviously the global pandemic hit, and then it was pretty obvious yes. that things were not going to be the same. So for you, what what perhaps were you looking forward to the most that unfortunately kind of got undermined by this pandemic, Catherine? Well, you know, I was really excited to work more with my social impact initiative, which is the Invisible Crown. It's an initiative based on growing and spreading awareness of the Miss Minnesota organization specifically. And I was so excited because after Miss America, it's this magical time where, as a title holder, you're not preparing for a competition. You're essentially just making the most of your time with the title and with the microphone of the crown. And I was really sad that a lot of those appearances that I had that were speaking appearances or appearances where I got to travel around the state of Minnesota and meet more people and spread awareness about this organization, uh, those were taken away. And so I'm certainly eager and interested to see if this next year I'll be able to make up for a lot of that lost time and hopefully do even more work around the state. Once again, we are joined by uh, Miss Minnesota 2019 and now, by extension, Miss Minnesota 2020, Catherine Kippers. If you'd like to find out more about this fine organization, please do check them out. Uh, MissMinnesota.org. You can also uh, find their work on uh, Instagram through Miss America MN and on Facebook. Just do a search for Miss Minnesota and uh, you'll find all of her fine work, uh, what she's going on a whole year coming up ahead of her. Uh, Catherine, we need to take a real quick break. Is there any chance you can hold over for just one more segment with us? Oh, absolutely, I can. Okay. Once again, Catherine Kippers joins us. And if you'd like to uh, give us a call, and wish Catherine well, um, not only congratulate her for her past year, but uh, for the year ahead of her, feel free, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Like I say, we're going to take a, a quick break here. When we come back, we'll wrap up our conversation uh, with Catherine Kippers. Find out uh, what she has on tap for a whole other year ahead of her. Uh, we'll be back in mere moments right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm, too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? 
Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your call is 651-289-4488. Feel free to weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Joined for another segment by our guest, Miss Minnesota 2019, Catherine Kippers. Today we were supposed to be chatting with Miss Minnesota 2020, Catherine Kippers, or Miss Minnesota 2020. Well, that's also Catherine Kippers because uh, no state competition this year due to the COVID pandemic. Certainly understandable, but uh, certainly disappointing not to hang out with uh, some of my faves, Catherine and her family included in that. Uh, So, Catherine, typically how it goes is when a young lady is crowned a uh, state title holder, they take the uh, year off of school to kind of focus on not only getting ready for the national competition, but also uh, doing everything with their uh, state title. Uh, How is that dynamic different now that you have to take on an extra year? I mean, I think that I would think that would be a big ask to take off a whole nother year of school. Are you able to continue your education and try to uh, balance out the being a title holder and uh, going to school, Catherine? You know, it's funny you should ask that because that was the first question that I asked Kathy Shalom, uh, my executive director for the Miss Minnesota organization, when she asked me if I would stay on for another year. I have been really excited to get back to school. I'm studying to become an educator. And that was the first thing is I wanted to know if we could work with my future school schedule. And the good news is we can. So I'm already actually taking summer courses just to get myself back into the swing of things with college. And then in the fall, I will be able to return back full time, just signed off on an apartment in Mankato and everything. And I'll sort of be doing Miss Minnesota operations out of that area uh, for this next year while I go to school. So I'm very excited. And obviously this is a, uh, this is a uh, particular class, Miss America class that uh, you were part of that, uh, 
you're, you know, you look back at every class and what they have gone through in a historic moment in this country, and certainly uh, 2020 will be one that we, we don't forget. Again, we have alluded to several times now, the, obviously the, the global pandemic, uh, but also uh, things that have taken place uh, in this country in regards to, to race relations and something that I know that you've been talking about simply because it happened in our home state of Minnesota, the, the death of George Floyd mm-hmm. and how that the tensions have bubbled to the surface. And what we're seeing now is people of your generation, even younger, the, I would say it's the most diverse generation we've had in this country's history. And I think that's a good thing because you get an opportunity now to shape this country the way you want to. And certainly your class uh, reflects that diversity in the, uh, in the demographics that you had there. So how has that been talking amongst your Miss America class dealing with all these issues? Because I know a lot of you young ladies have had a lot of opinions, a lot of insights uh, regarding what's going on, Catherine. That's actually a wonderful question because one of the first things that we all did as a class is we started having Zoom meetings with each other. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I do have, I'm a part of one of the most diverse classes that Miss America has ever had compete. And I'm very mm-hmm. proud to be part of that class, but there's still not that many women in our class that are of color or are black. And so what was wonderful was that those that did have experiences with this topic were able to educate those of us that maybe didn't know as much about it or know how we could help. And so we were able to have very open, very difficult, and very understanding conversations about what it meant to support each other no matter what. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And we certainly, uh, if you follow Catherine, any of her social media platforms, again, Instagram and Miss America MN or you know Facebook page at uh, Miss Minnesota, uh, she's definitely tweeted mm-hmm. out, uh, sent out some very valuable links to some of the things that her classmates have had to share. And, you know, what they've endured and what we may not have understood what they've gone through. But uh, in, in these very difficult times, I think the one serendipity, Catherine, and you, you, I think you've conveyed this as well, is that we're starting to get more insight to areas that we just didn't have a clue. And it's people may have been hesitant to bring it to the forefront. And I think now, more than ever, there's more of a free and open dialogue regarding these issues. Absolutely. And I think you hit the nail on the head there. We, before, we didn't have access to the education that we needed to be aware of what we needed to do to create the systemic change that, as a society, is going to be necessary. And it's wonderful right now because you see an influx of influencers and big names being willing to have conversations and also share what they've used to educate themselves. And I know a lot of my Miss America sisters have been doing a great job of that as well. They, they simply find an article that helped them understand the issue better or read a book that helped them understand what they could do as an ally. And they shared that on social media and talked about some of the main points. And through that, we're just spreading the knowledge and the awareness. And it's been absolutely inspiring and eye-opening to, to look through my social media pages right now. And that's not something you can always say. So we are in a different time indeed right now. Yeah, no question. Uh, I guess this uh, particular year in general, you know, you've, obviously you've just spoken eloquently about uh, what you have learned during uh, this particular situation, the aftermath of the George Floyd death. Let's, you know, go back to a couple months earlier. Obviously, people sometimes forget, you know, we are still in the midst of this uh, this COVID-19 pandemic. How yes. did you personally deal with that? I know, Catherine, that was something you very much look forward to when you got back from Miss America as a lot of your appearances. It's something you thrive on and you embrace and and get out there. And all of a sudden that came to a drastic halt. What did you do uh, to cope with that in that uh, particular situation. What do you feel helped get you through that? Mm-hmm. Well, I 
I've done two things, very, very big things that have helped me, and one of them is to remain grateful. I actually started a notebook right when we were isolated, right when uh, Governor Waltz put the shelter in place in order. I started a notebook where I wrote down three things that I was grateful for every single day, and that was so influential for me because it helped me to remember what I had to be positive about and what I had to just be grateful for every single day because, as we all know, there is a certain monotony that comes with being sheltered in place. And on top sure. of that, I also started – getting into some of my hobbies that I could do at home. I couldn't go out to eat anymore, but I love to cook. So I've been really emphasizing uh, trying out new recipes and finding ways to make all the packaged food that I bought to prepare for shelter in place actually taste good. And that's been a fun, uh, a unique hobby of mine. And so if there's anybody listening, if you're struggling right now, I found that gratitude and getting into a hobby that is safe for you to get into right now, I think that'll really pull you through. And I know that my dad's definitely benefiting from my cooking hobby this weekend because I'm making him all of his favorite foods. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Good. It's as good as it gets, you know, and on Father's Day, too, even better. So that's uh, that's fantastic. Well, yes. uh, obviously, when a new title holder uh, is crowned like we were supposed to have last night, obviously, that didn't happen. So I guess officially you're uh, you're now in the midst of your second year, starting your second year. And how it usually goes is you take mm-hmm. a few months, you know, hit the ground running, prepare for Miss America. You don't have that this time around. So it's basically just 12 no, straight months of being Miss Minnesota until the uh, uh, competition, hopefully next year. So what are some of the things that, do you have any specifics? I know you like your appearances. Is that still on tap? Or do you, are you the type of person that you have to have something scheduled out? Because I got I to gotta believe that looking ahead 12 months, that could be pretty daunting considering what you've gone through the past 12 months, Catherine. Uh, thanks for reminding me, Brad. It is it is kind of funny, though, when I look back at, um, I was looking at all the different pictures from this last year, and actually some pictures of uh, you and I at Miss Minnesota Orientation, when you were able to say hi to all the candidates for last year. Uh, it was fascinating just considering how much uh, we've gone through as a state, a nation, and then me personally, how much I've gone through in this past year, and considering how much else can happen in a year is, is a little bit daunting. But at the same time, it's exciting, because there are so many positives that have come out of the negatives, like the conversations that are happening, like re- getting in touch with my hobby of cooking. And I have to hope that there will be some positives that will definitely come out of this year. And it's all up to me and how I take this year. So I'm, I'm excited to see what we can make of it, me and the Miss Minnesota board. Now, were you at least starting to think about uh, your, your farewell video before all of this stuff hit? Because if you were, it's going gonna, it's gonna to probably have to be a two-DVD set now, Catherine. I mean, were you at least starting <laughs> to think about it, putting that together? I was actually. It's funny. I think about the same week that I told my mom, "All right, I'm done. I'm done procrastinating. I promise I will finally write my farewell speech that every Miss Minnesota gives before she gives up her title." And uh, about that same week, I got the information that I might not be giving one at all. And uh, I still wrote down a couple of points just to kind of consider. You know, I didn't know for sure if I would be staying on for an extra year. Um, and it was it was interesting because I did have a lot to say, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this in under you know two hours. And now I'm looking at this next year. I'm like, wow, we're going to have to do like a part one and part two in like the first and second half of the shows. <laughs> Hopefully, I will be able to condense my speech, you know, at some point throughout this year. But it might be an ongoing process. Yeah, well, there certainly won't be a lack of activity. Obviously, you, fortunately, you get to continue your education. That very much is a good thing, and then certainly that takes a time commitment, and then you're. Uh, duties as as Miss Minnesota certainly a lot going on with that. So we know you got a lot of irons yeah, in the fire, like Catherine. Off. So I have no, yeah, I have no doubt you'll uh, you'll be able to put something together. And I I for one am uh, very much looking forward to that. So uh, I've said many times, Catherine, in, in private conversations with people, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of the Miss Minnesotas. I mean, including yourself, I've seen five of them crowned right up close, and then there are several formers that I've uh, gotten to know and. 
Uh, you know, I, you know, I know I shouldn't be partial to any one of them, but if we had to have someone come back for a second year, and I'm not the only one who's saying this, we're glad it's you. So we appreciate you being willing to do so and uh, continuing to serve our, our great state. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best uh, over this next year. Um, it may look like a, a, a grind, so to speak, but um, I have a feeling it'll probably go quickly. And uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy uh, oh, every minute yeah. as, as you pretty much seem to enjoy life. So that's good. Yes, indeed, indeed. And you know what, Brett, I think that means I have to give you a whole personal segment in my firewall just for that. So thank you. I'll probably give you a whole whole hour segment for everything that you've done this year to support me as well and this next year. But I'm very excited um, to see how everything turned out, and I'm excited just to make the most of it. Well, I was uh, I, I was just hoping for thanks, Brad. I appreciate that, but I guess I overshot a little because now I'm getting a whole segment <laughs> of the deal. Wow, that's impressive. I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, that. after... After that, you know, plug on the on the air, I'm going to have to give you a little bit more than just a shout out. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Catherine. Yeah, like I say, we're we're very much looking forward to what you have what you have uh, to accomplish yet this year. I, I know there will be plenty to do. So again, best of luck in uh, your capacity as Miss Minnesota as well with your education. And as I said, give my best uh, to your dad and the rest of your family that uh, you get to hang out with today. And uh, hope to catch up with you again soon. Appreciate the time, Catherine. Thank you so much, Brad. Have a good one. Thank you. I will. Uh, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment to go on the broadcast. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Again, one final segment on the broadcast coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. There is nothing that is... AM 1280, The Patriot. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that I don't have a script? I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two weeks. Yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com. And then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme in the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corey Ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corey's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold behind-the-scenes true story of Corey's secret army of student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens of the Resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true, breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys-Davis. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code MINNEAPOLIS. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com. Promo code MINNEAPOLIS. 
due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Holy Scripture. Reserve your spot today. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Get $3,000 in furniture for just $1,500 through this special offer from Box Drop Furniture and this station. There's just one half-price furniture offer. Go to this station's website, click on the half-off home makeover banner at the top of the page, or call the station now. Welcome back. AM 12 the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. One final segment to go on the broadcast. And we may have time for another phone call or two, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, uh, we do want to take a phone call. Speaking of which, uh, Bob from Shoreview is calling in. Hey, Bob, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Hi, Brad. I was thinking about what you were talking about the first hour, the weakening of the police. You know, 99% of the things police do are good, but the news only tells us about the bad things that happen, the rare exceptions of police misconduct. No reporters are going on TV and telling us, you know, that 95% of Americans kept the law this week. I mean, this narrow focus on crime and police brutality creates a distorted perception of reality and it's been appalling for me to see how a few can pull in the many into their alternate reality through mass media to convince us to see that the see the police as mostly bad rather than mostly good and uh, i think there's a reason for focusing on bad behavior and distorting the bigger view it's an attempt by Black Lives Matters and Antifa and other left-wing groups to say, you know, the whole system is rotten and racist and needs to be done away with. So it's clear that you need to let us step in and take over. I mean, it's a power grab by anarchists who have already killed one person in the Seattle autonomous zone there. Right. Um, I, I just don't believe there's systemic rottenness in our whole system. There's some rottenness and racism, and that needs to be rooted out. What do you think? Yeah, no question. Appreciate the call, Bob. Yeah, I don't think any of any of us would disagree that there needs to be uh, mechanisms in place to where cities and police departments, what have you, have the power to root out these bad apples. Unfortunately, that law, uh, that power needs to be given them through state uh, state legislation. And that's what we talked about a little bit uh, at the top of this hour, is the police reforms that the state legislature had on tap didn't get through. And that was, um, yeah, that was unfortunate. But I, I think what people are conflating is there has been issues of police brutality that look to be very much, look to be criminal, but yet uh, the prosecutor's hands are tied to a certain, a certain extent because of qualified immunity. I'm not suggesting getting rid of qualified immunity, but I think there's also some training issues. I mean, it was unconscionable the little training these officers get before they're put out in the field. That's something that certainly has to be addressed. So I don't think we should uh, use a broad brush and say that all departments are rotten to the core, 
But there are definite there's some definite reforms that have to be put in place uh, in order to give them the wherewithal to, you know, be able to do their jobs without, um, you know, feeling that uh, the mayors and city councils aren't giving them the support they need. And, th- and that, that's an issue. That's a problem. And also, I think police officers need to be more ref- of a reflection of their neighborhood, you know, because there is that uh, contact with the neighborhood. And it doesn't have to all be just when there's crime. Okay, so yeah, but uh, but I agree. Overall, I guess I agree with you, Bob. I don't believe that it's a um, infestation of the majority of departments for these bad cops. But there need to be mechanisms in place to where they can be rooted out. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Hey, speaking of lawlessness, uh, Star Tribune with a uh, recap of la- of Saturday evening where there were. Late night gunfire in Uptown section of Minneapolis ended up killing one and wounding 11. And I saw somebody posted on Twitter a video where they were having drag races right down Lake Street. Uh, I just it, it just was bizarre. And somebody said it it almost resembled you know Gotham. You know it was it was that surreal. And I hope we're not getting to that point. But when you're talking about defunding police, which Let's be honest, it means abolishing the police. That's what they want to do. Uh, okay, then what? Are, are crimes and, and lawlessness going to magically disappear? I don't, I don't understand. You say, well, we, we need some sort of more, uh, uh, some sort of public safety groups that can handle all this. Uh, what? What, pu- what kind of public safety would be able to uh, stem the tide of, of this craziness that's going on? I'll read just a few paragraphs while i got some time here. Gunmen unleashed a torrent of bullets in a crowded block early Sunday in Minneapolis's uptown area, killing one person and wounding 11 others in one of the city's most violent shootings in recent memory. The gunfire sent terrified bar patrons and revelers in the area, newly crowded on what for many establishments was the first weekend open after weeks of COVID-19 closings, diving for cover, unsure of what was unfolding. Bystanders and police officers rushed to help the wounded and to get people to safety. The victim who died was a man, police said. The 11 survivors, all adults, were scattered at area hospitals with various severity levels of injuries, police said. Police Chief uh, Madeira Arandondo called the mayhem tragic and senseless violence and said the FBI state agents will assist his department as it deals with recent surge in shootings around the city. We have seen, unfortunately, in the past several months an uptick in violent crime in Minneapolis, and we are certainly doing our best to address that, the chief said at a news conference. This is going to take more than just the Minneapolis Police Department. The numbers we are seeing are truly a public health crisis. So, uh, Chief Arredondo's, um wait a minute, has the word chief been banned as yet? I know the mayor of Duluth wants uh, the chief of police to no longer be called chief because of the offensive connotation that has. Seriously, did you hear about that? We're we're a deeply unserious country right now. We just so do we have to change the name of the Kansas City Chiefs too? Uh, that's coming next. Okay. You think it's you joke, you joke, <laughs> but do you think that's not coming next after they get rid of Redskins, which I know they're trying to do? Yeah. So anyhow, <clears throat> I digress. So Police Chief Aaron Dondo, this what he's saying here kind of flies in the face of what the city council wants to do, which is defund the police, which we know means abolish the police. Now, as we talked about in last week's show, 
Um, city council just can't unilaterally do this. It needs, in order to do this, you have to be able to change the city charter. Well, in order to do that, you need unanimous consent from all 12 city councilors plus the mayor. And obviously Mayor Fry is not on board with this, and only 9 of 12 city councilors voted to defund police. The other way is by referendum on the ballot, on a, on a ballot, where Minneapolis residents get to vote on it, and a majority can vote to defund or not defund. Well, uh, last week, it was an overwhelming, I think two-thirds of people surveyed across the country are against defunding the police. And now with this craziness going on, not going to happen. It is absolutely not going to happen. But something has to be done to give police the confidence that they're going to be able to do their job without the constant scrutiny. And the Rayshard Brooks shooting down in Atlanta, the man who was intoxicated and was arrested by police and then ended up resisting and grabbing a taser, which is considered a a lethal weapon in Georgia and aimed it at police, was shot and killed. Well, now those police officers were not only fired, but they're going to go on trial. And I believe that's that's an incredible overreach, what they're being charged with. And I'm not to say not to say they handled it perfectly, not to say there probably wasn't misconduct, but to charge them the way they did, uh, that's not going to go anywhere. And then people are going to riot because they're going to feel they didn't get justice again. And it's just going to be a vicious cycle. And I, I, I honestly don't know the solution. But I can tell you this, defunding police, abolishing police, not happening, can't happen. And what we saw in Minneapolis yesterday, Exhibit A, that is for sure. So... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned at the outset of the show, I am off next weekend. I have some commitments with my day job. Uh, My friend and colleague Mitch Berg pulling double duty next weekend, his Saturday show from 1 to 3, and then Sunday right here filling in for me from 1 to 3. So I hope you enjoy it. I know I will. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. I love golf, and I also stink at golf. I've tried it all, the lessons, the special swing contraptions, the neon brush tees, the funny hats, the putting all of my change in my left pocket. I like to say I just happen to have a high golf handicap. My friends would say I have a high talent disadvantage. Luckily, while I might be fighting some disadvantages on the golf course, at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're lucky to be able to serve listeners with a unique advantage. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. And for you, that can mean shorter turnaround times and often a lower rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money on a new home, refinance, or cash out refinance. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Mill Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. This Father's Day weekend, June 19th, 
comes a brand new film, Selfie Dad, available at SalemNow.com. Selfie Dad is a very funny yet powerful movie about a Christian dad in a midlife crisis who becomes an overnight social media phenomenon only to turn away from God and his family. But when he's confronted with a newfound friendship and the life-changing truths of the Bible, he learns the only way to have true happiness. Some of these things I just can't fix without some sort of direction. And I'm finding it right here in the Bible. God can do incredible things. Selfie Dad stars Christian comedians Michael Jr. and Shonda Pierce, as well as Grammy singer, YouTube star Jamie Grace, and War Room's Karen Abercrombie. It will inspire you to find the life-changing value of reading the Bible. Watch Selfie Dad today at SalemNow.com. Just use promo code MINNEAPOLIS. That's promo code MINNEAPOLIS. Need specific boots or shoes for a new job but don't know where to start? Check out Chet's Shoes for a variety of brands and sizes. A boot can make or break your job, so make sure you get the right one for you. Chet's has been finding people the right footwear for over 70 years. They have steel, aluminum, and composite safety toe options, as well as regular toe work boots. And check out their expanded line of women's work boots. Stop into their new Spring Lake Park store or call for in-store and curbside pickup and ship to home. Visit Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, if the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. AM 